Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving, life-changing. Take care. Hi, you guys. It is good to see you. And what a great time of worship that was. What a great time to spend in the presence of the Lord. I love worshiping with this team and just hearing God speak to us through these songs and connect with him in a unique and powerful way. And so I'm excited to bring the word to you today to uh, talk about the fog and the fog that we've been talking about for the last four weeks, that fog that's been created by our pandemic, the elections, the protests, all those things have created this culture that we're living in right now of confusion. And what we need is clarity. We need clarity in the fog. We need clarity, at least when we're in the fog, to know what to do in the fog. And so we've talked about be aware that there is a fog. If you're feeling confused and you're feeling frustrated and you don't know who to believe or what, that's a fog. That's a confusion. That's that's what we want to address and know how to deal with. We've talked about what to do in the fog by slowing down, finding time to pray. We talked about Jesus and how he in most of his intense times, he would pause. He would stop. He would go and find a solitude, uh, a place of solitude and pray and seek God and find that alignment that he needed in his life. We also talked about adjusting your lights. The Bible is a lamp unto our uh, feet and a light unto our path. And we need the Bible. When we run into a fog, we need something that is an anchor, an anchor point, and that is the Bible. And then last week we talked about finding the fog line having values in our life, things that are important that guide us and direct every step we take. And when we can find that fog line in the fog, those values that are important to us, we can continue to, to drive without getting in a wreck and, um, and, and causing some damage, not only to, to your life, but to our lives as well. I mean, there's, you know, you can get, uh, you can be in a wreck and you're not the only one involved sometimes. And it's other people that get involved. And so the big question that we want to answer is simply this. How do we navigate through the fog without wrecking our lives? And as Ron said, without wrecking my life, too, you know, because people around us are are also affected by that by that possibility. So the last thing we want to learn about what to do in the fog is to use our surroundings. We want to use our surroundings. The most helpful thing that you can do in the fog, besides slowing down, besides adjusting your lights, besides finding the fog line, is use your surroundings. What are those surroundings? What are those things that uh, you can find? And most often in the fog, the best thing you can use in your surroundings is not only that fog line, but some lights in front of you. If there's a car in front of you that you can possibly see their lights, then there's somebody ahead of you that's going to see what's ahead of you before you do. That's a powerful concept all by itself right there. And that's what we're going to focus on is what do we need in our life in the fog? We need someone who's ahead of us that knows what's coming, that has been there, that that has seen what's going on in life. And that I call and and, uh, most people call a mentor, someone who speaks into your life, someone who talks into your life and shares with you the the lessons they've learned. They they take you through the process of the the, the mistakes they've made and the things that they've learned or the experience that they've had through life. And so the goal of using your surrounding is this, finding the right person who has already gone before you, 
who genuinely cares about you reaching your own potential. Let me say that one more time. The goal of using your surroundings is this. Finding the right person or persons who has already gone before you, who genuinely cares about you reaching your own potential. If you can find that person in your life, that's an amazing thing. That's, that's a blessing. That's, you cannot uh, put a price on finding someone who cares enough about you to help you uh, walk through life and share their wisdom and insight into, um, their, from their experiences. One of the greatest leadership gurus in our world today is a guy by the name of John Maxwell. And he says this. He says, one of the greatest values of mentors is the ability to see ahead what others cannot see and to help them navigate a course to their des destination. That's exactly what we want to accomplish. That's exactly what we hope to uh, see happen in the lives of those uh, around us and especially in our lives when we're in the fog. We need help. We need that, that person that can help us understand what is in front of us. Let me talk about a couple of great pairings in the world. The great mentors, Steve Jobs, the, 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 the guy that was just at the top of Apple, um, mentored Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook guy. These guys got together and, and, and Steve shared his wisdom with Mark. Now look at him. In, in the technological world, no matter what you think of their beliefs, that in the technological world and what they accomplished is unbelievable. And Steve shared that wisdom with Mark. There's another one, Steven Spielberg, the, the, the famous movie director and producer. He was an influence in J.J. Abrams' life. And is, is, uh, J.J. Abrams is now this unbelievable movie producer and director and a, a, a great... Uh, influence on uh, Steven Spielberg had a great influence on J.J. Abrams. Here's another one that you might connect with through a movie. How about the guy named Hamish Abernathy? Do you know who that is? Hamish Abernathy. Hamish Abernathy was the, the, the mentor to Katniss and Peeta in the movie The Hunger Games. And it was a crazy influence that he had. And, and he the, the, the power of his influence was simply that he had won the Hunger Games before and he became the mentor to Katniss and Peeta so that they ended up winning the Hunger Games. And I know it's just a movie, but it's a perfect example of someone going who had gone before and is now influencing someone who is in the midst of the fog. And so a mentor is someone who has been there before you who cares enough to help you succeed, has likely made the mistakes you are about to make. <laughs> Isn't that true? I mean, a mentor is someone who's been there, who has done that, who has the t-shirt. And they care more, listen to this one, they care more about your success than your feelings. Wow. That's a big statement. I've had people in my life that have told me hard things. I've had people in my life that have said things that I did not like. And, and you know what? They cared more about what was best for me than my feelings and, and that I'd be tender and hurt and, and sensitive, all those kinds of things. Yeah, did it hurt? But man, was it a blessing to hear the truth and to move forward from the truth and with the truth and to see clearly in the fog that they already went through? Well, there's many, many biblical examples of mentors and teachers in Scripture. There's Jethro and Moses. We'll talk about them in a minute. Moses and Joshua. David and the prophet Nathan, 
Elijah and Elisha, prophets. Elijah was the influence to Elisha. Elisha ended up with a double portion of what Elijah had. Jesus and the disciples, the classic mentorship relationship where they, they, they spend time together. And as they're going through life, Jesus is teaching them all about life and faith. Barnabas and Paul. Paul was the, 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 the guy that was crucifying and, and putting Christians to death. And as soon as Paul accepted Christ, Barnabas stepped in and influenced Paul's life in a radical way. And Paul and Timothy, Paul the apostle, uh, mentoring a young Timothy, a pastor and a, an evangelist and influencing those lives. Well, the tension with uh, having a mentor and going through all the things that we go through to experience these, these voices in our lives is that we're taught to be independent. We're taught to not need people. We're, told, we're taught not to reach out and ask someone for help and ask someone for guidance. Us men, when we're driving and needing directions, I, I know the stereotype is that men don't like to ask for directions. Men don't like, and then when we get lost, we're like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going, and it's not true. We, we, we get lost and, and we need, so independence is, is an enemy of mentorship. It's an enemy of driving in the fog. Pride is another enemy of driving in the fog. When you're so proud that you're afraid or don't want to ask because you don't want people to think that uh, you need help. Or secrets, secrets in your life. Mentors get close enough to know us and to understand us and to understand what's going on in our hearts. Fear of having to change, fear of accountability, fear of success. Some people don't know, wouldn't know what to do if they had success happen to them. And so as a result, we avoid the voices that speak to our lives. Well, there's a story in scripture, and I mentioned it earlier, about Jethro and Moses. Jethro was, uh, it, it, the, the Bible calls him the priest of Midian. He was the father-in-law of Moses. And Jethro decided he and uh, Moses' wife, his daughter, are going to go find Moses in the wilderness, where w Moses is hanging out with all the people of Israel. They are at what is called the mountain of God. And so they're hanging out there, and <clears throat> Jethro comes in and talks to Moses, and Moses tells him everything. Moses tells him everything that God has been doing. And Jethro is, is so excited. He's so excited for his son-in-law. He's just happy that everything's going on. And, and, then he, and so he put on this little party, this little worship experience with the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses and his father-in-law in the presence of God. And so that's where we pick up in the story in Exodus chapter 18. And what, you, what I want you to see is this power of mentorship, this power of understanding that when we use our surroundings, when we look for the people that are around us and we welcome them in, we can drive through the fog with confidence and come out the other side without wrecking. That's a powerful reality. And so in verse 13 of chapter 18 of, of the book of Exodus, it says this, the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? That's a really interesting uh, observation that Jethro makes of Moses. Moses is sitting in a, judge, in a judge's seat. He's the judge for all of Israel. And, 
Every time there's a problem, it all comes to him. And what a good mentor will do is first be aware or watch what's going on. A good mentor will not just depend on what we say, but will look for a context in which we live. And so a, a good mentor will take to kind of observe and they won't make quick comments, but they'll kind of watch what's going on. And uh, that's what Jethro is doing. And then he another another quality of a good mentor is this, is that they will ask leading questions. Listen to the leading question. What is this you are doing for the people? Do you imagine what Moses is thinking all of a sudden? He's thinking, what's father in law getting into? He's starting to step into my stuff. He's starting to get up in my grill. He's starting to uh, ask some questions that might get a little personal. And then and then <laughs> Jethro goes a step further. He goes, why do you alone sit as judge? There's the there's the prod. Well, all these people stand around you from morning till evening. Good mentors will ask leading questions. They'll ask questions that get us thinking. There's a statement out there that says, don't teach, don't tell a child what to think. Teach a child what to th how to think. If we can teach, it's, it's kind of like, you know, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish, uh, you'll feed him for a lifetime. And that's the very thing, is uh, good mentors will ask a lot of questions. Might be frustrating, might feel like, what's this drilling? What's this, am I, you know, under investigation? No, you're, you're, you're being taught how to think. You're being taught to think and ask the right questions. In, in verse 15, it says, Moses answered him, because people come to me and seek God's will. I'm the answer man. Ew, that sounds a little bit like pride. Whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me. And I decide what the parties and I, I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and actions and instructions. Moses answer is either filled with ignorance or arrogance. I think one of the things that we have to get over when we're driving in the fog is the, the idea that we have all the answers or that we don't need any help. That is the pride that I mentioned earlier. That's the very thing that uh, God wants to weed out of our lives. And so he puts people in our lives to help us and challenge us and to ask the right questions. And so that we can begin to think correctly and think the right way as we drive through the fog. And so Moses, uh, Jethro, Moses answers because the people come to me at, to seek God's will. There's this idea that he's the answer man. And I think that one of the things that we have to get comfortable with is to understand that that we can be replaced. We can be replaced. Now, I'm not saying that that, that God doesn't care about you or that uh, anything like that. But as soon as we get to that point where we think we're the we're, we're the best thing since sliced bread, that we're the smartest person in, in, in the world, that, that the world can't do without us. That's a dangerous place to be. It's a prideful place to be. And we have to be careful with that because once that gets into our heart, once that gets into our soul, then we begin to take on more than we should. And we think we're the answer to everything. We carry the weight of the world. And we're not meant to do that. In fact, later on, Jethro will challenge uh, uh, Moses with a, a great thought. So Moses' father-in-law re replied in verse 17, what you are doing is not good. He gets, he's, he's just right up front. A good mentor will not hold back the truth. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it 
alone. This is a guy that I believe is speaking from experience. This is a guy that understands that he's probably gone through times where he thought he could carry the weight of the world. He thought he could do everything. He thought he could handle it. I, I've been there in my life. I've been in a burnout situation and it was ugly. And there were people, my wife most importantly, who were telling me, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And when you do too much, you crumble and you crash. And that's exactly what Jethro is telling Moses as, as a mentor to this uh, man who is delivering people from the hands of Egypt, who is guiding them through the, pro to, through, the, through the wilderness into the promised land. And of course, Moses is thinking, what? What's going on? I like, uh, there's a theologian named Joe Jonas. <laughs> He's not really a theologian. Hopefully you know him. He's a musician. But he said this, he said it really well. He said, a lot of people put pressure on themselves and think it will be way too hard for them to live out their dreams. Mentors are there to say, look, it's not that tough. It's not as hard as you think. Here are some guidelines and things I have gone through to get to where I am in my career. That's the good words of a, a, a popular musician. And he's simply saying that a mentor helps us guide through the things that we are experiencing, helps us get through the fog. And then verse 19 says this, says, listen to me and I will give you some advice. The first quality of a good mentee or protege is a listener. Are we ready to listen to the voices of those around us? Are we ready to listen to those who are speaking into our lives? Are we ready to hear the godly people speaking truth into our hearts? And are we ready to, to, to not hold back from their words or push them away, but welcome them in so that we can experience the, the joy of getting through the fog rather than wrecking in the fog? Listen to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. I like that last word because basically Jethro is saying, and if you don't listen, may God be with you. <laughs> Because you need him. It's not going to work. If you don't hear what I'm saying, may God be with you. And, and he's really, really beginning to challenge uh, Moses. And then he says in, in the continuing part of verse 19, he says, you must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Remember the previous statement where uh, Moses was saying, I get all the disputes and I make the decisions based on what I think God's instructions are? Well, Jethro's putting it in a different perspective. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to God. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. So Jethro is really getting up in Moses' grill and he's saying, this is what you must do. You're not the answer. You're the one who goes and represents these people to God. God is the answer. And then when you meet with him, now you have the right answers. Don't presume that because you're the man that you've got all the answers. And that's a hard thing to listen to. That's a hard thing to hear. And it's true of all of us. We don't have all the answers. And that's why we must submit ourselves to God and to those godly voices in our lives. Verse 21 goes on to say, but select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. 
but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases, they can decide themselves. What I love about what Jethro is, is coaching and mentoring uh, Moses to do is he's basically saying, work yourself, what we, we use as a term, work yourself out of a job. And I used to think of that and I'm like, why would I work myself out of a job? Why, why would I do that? Why don't I just do the job? And then everybody goes, oh, he can do the job. But the reality is, is that here's what I've learned, is that you never work yourself out of a job. You work yourself up in a job. So if you increase your capacity, who's going to fire you? No one. If you if you if you're the only one that's doing the job, your capacity is limited. But if you increase your capacity and you continue to grow people, and this is what Jethro is telling, I'm, I'm giving you a little, little bit of a leadership lesson. If you increase your capacity, then you continue to be able to carry more and more responsibility, not because it's on your shoulders, but because you've shared it with so many others. And you're working together as a team and you're accomplishing more. This is a tough lesson to learn, but a blessing when you understand that your capacity is determined by how many people you can involve in the mission of your work and especially in the church. That's why here at Journey Church, we want to make sure that everybody's involved because our capacity is dependent not upon me as a pastor, but upon everybody being involved and everybody playing their part. And when that happens, our potential is endless. As we continue that value, as we continue that direction, God does some amazing things when everyone's involved. So Moses does everything that he that his father-in-law says. In fact, in, in continuing in verse 22, it says that will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. Just what I just said. If you do this and God so commands, Jethro's like, all right, I'm just laying it on the line. This is God talking, not Jethro talking. You will be able to stand the strain and all these people will be go, go home satisfied. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great to, to work in a place or to live in a place or to attend a church in a place where the, the reality is, is that we're all sharing the weight. And everyone, everyone gets touched by God. Everyone has the opportunity to be ministered to. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. And that's why when we're in the fog, we're not we're not having to to end ministry. We're not having to end anything. We just need to continue to get everyone involved so that all the weight that is being carried by the stress of the fog can continue the ministry. And the clarity comes when we have right people, good people speaking into our lives and helping us navigate that fog. And we get through it better than when we drove into it. And it's a powerful, powerful reality. I like what Steven Spielberg said. He said this. He said, the delicate balance of mentoring someone is not creating them in your own image, but giving them the opportunity to create themselves. What a great statement that reinforces everything that, that Jethro's trying to help Moses realize. Is that his potential isn't in himself, but it's in spreading the responsibility out among others. And as he does that, he becomes more and more the leader that he was designed to be. God's doing something right now, and I, I, can, I can sense it in my spirit, that right now he's speaking to someone that he wants to increase your potential. He wants to increase your, 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 your capacity. And you've been holding back and you've been trying to 
carry the weight of the world on yourself rather than spreading it out and giving it away, giving that responsibility away. God is wanting to walk you through the fog and help you understand that if you'll just release some of the responsibility to others, you'll see the blessing and the capacity grow that you've never experienced before. And I believe that's going to happen here at Journey Church as we continue to share the load and everyone carries their weight. There's no stopping what God can do right here in this church. And I believe God's going to do some amazing, amazing things. To end this passage, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all of Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They served as judges for all the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. The capacity just continued to grow and the power continued to grow. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to read this story and realize that when we have mentors in our lives, when we have people that, that make a difference in our lives, um, there's no end. I've had the blessing of having a, a, a man by the name of Dr. Ming, Dr. Mel Ming. He was my youth ministries teacher in, uh, when I was in, in college. And he was one of the greatest guys. And he loved Karen and I. And he, he, took, he took us under his wing and he just gave everything he could to us. And to this day, I'm, I'm indebted to him for the blessing that he was and the voice he is still to my life. Another man by the name of Warren Bullock that spoke into my life during a very difficult time. Troy Jones, my previous pastor that I worked for up in Seattle. Skip Bennett, a man who uh, gave to Karen and I when we were going through very bumpy times in our uh, dating relationship. And that's a story for another time. And that, uh, another man by the name of Wade Goodall, a very, very powerful minister of the gospel and a very respected leader in, our, in, uh, in the church. And uh, he is a guy that helped carry me through uh, many of my uh, anxious moments in my burnout. With all those people in my life, I could not help but make progress and grow and mature. And I'm not saying I've arrived. I've got lots to learn. I've got plenty of people that still need to speak into my life. But the beauty is, is that today I'm blessed to have people that mentor me, that speak to me, that help me walk through the fog. Are you slowing down and praying? Are you adjusting the lights? Are you allowing, allowing the, the, the Bible to speak into your life and be a light unto your feet and a lamp unto your path? Are you finding the fog line? What are the values that guide your life? Are you adjusting? Are you using your surroundings? Are you allowing people, the people in front of you that have been there before, to speak into your heart and allow you to uh, move forward in all the things that you're striving to do and to be. We need those people in our lives. And today, I believe that mom and dad, you need to find some good parents that are already, maybe they're your grandparents, maybe they're other parents that have teenagers and you have toddlers and you're, you're like, help me out through these seasons of life. Maybe you're a businessman and you need someone to walk you through how to, ha how to lead and manage a successful business. Maybe you're a truck driver, and I know a buddy of mine that uh, often watches these videos, and he is a minister on the road. Maybe you just need to find another minister 
to use your truck driving experience, a retired person. Yeah, it's good that you're retired and you're, you're not working at the previous job, but that doesn't mean that life has ended. It's time to, to get busy and do some things that are, are purposeful and meaningful. And if you're a student, find some people who will help you rise to your full potential. Find some people that love school and are, you, you can uh, get some help from them and help them learn to study and all those kinds of things. If you're dating, talk to somebody that's uh, just amazingly married to help you through those dating experiences. I believe that what God is doing today is helping us understand that we don't have to just stop in the fog and wait for somebody behind us to hit us. We don't have to keep cruising through the fog and crash and burn and hurt ourselves and others. But there are ways that we can experience clarity in the confusion. And I believe that's what God is speaking to your life today. And I believe that he's bringing hope and strength and encouragement. And if you'll go out and find that mentor, pause for a moment, read the Bible, adjust um, your lights, all those things, find the fog line and the values in your life, you will experience the joy of knowing that you're not going to wreck in this fog, but you're going to thrive in it. You're going to thrive in it. And God's got a big plan for you. God, I pray right now for those that are uh, in this fog, that are struggling with confusion and struggling with the challenges in their lives. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just strengthen their lives. Give them hope. Give them the right people in their lives to speak into their hearts and help them know that they're going to make it through. Lord, I'm confident in just the, 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 the life that I've lived that there is no fog that you are not present in and that you are a guide and a light and a strength and a, an encouragement. And all the fog that I've experienced in my lifetime, you've never let me down. You've always walked me through it. You've always brought the right people in my life. You've always spoken to me through your word. What a beautiful, beautiful promise it is that you will never leave us or forsake us, no matter the condition of our culture. And I pray that you bless those right now in Jesus' name with a mentor, with someone who will speak life into our lives and, and care more about our success than our feelings, care more about our spirit than, than our flesh. And Lord, I pray that you just bless people with good, good mentors. Well, if you're here today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want to tell you, you, you have an opportunity right now to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need you to save me and forgive me of my sins. And the work on the cross that he did by dying on the cross is that work that forgives your sins. And three days later, he rose from the dead, which is the other thing that we need to confess is that Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. And if we believe that, the Bible says that we confess our sin and we believe that he was raised from the dead and we confess him as Lord, our leader, then we will be saved. And I want to pray with you right now, just a simple prayer to ask Jesus to come into your life. Dear Jesus, I pray that you forgive me of my sins. I accept the work that you did on the cross to die on the cross and forgive me of my sins. And I pray that you would come into my life and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you were raised from the dead and, and, and today you live eternally in heaven. And that's my hope. And I, I believe that I'm going to spend eternity with you and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, you prayed the 
best prayer you could ever pray. And I'm excited for you. And just fill out the connection card online and let us know so that we can pray with you, so that we can connect with you and help you in your faith and your walk with God. I believe God's doing some unique things and some powerful things. And today I, I sense his presence so much. And I pray that God bless you and that you experience him in a full and powerful way. God bless you and thank you for being with us today. It was a joy hanging out with you. And I hope you have a great, great rest of your Sunday. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.